brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Reader Syndicate 3.0, the next evolution of the look into counterculture that is canon. My name is Matthew, owner of Riot Seeds and this started as a one-man mission for strain history and breeding science. Over time, it's evolved into something bigger, better, and more of a team effort. We will be joined by members of the Canaluminati and other friends throughout the seasons to hear their takes on grow techniques, breeding science, strain history, and more. Our mission is to combat the narrative that corporate cannabis and seed posers are obfuscating for their own financial benefit. Welcome to the underground. We are The Syndicate. So, yeah. So how? Yeah. So we had questions about from people about this too. So yeah, you just go for it. So you know, a lot of this is your, you know, you don't, you can't test your weed at home. You don't know if it's exactly twenty percent or twenty three or eighteen. Um, so if you're going to use flour, I mean, you can look at your flour and make a a good guesstimate of like what you think if you're getting a twenty percent THC flour. And so with flour, you can look at it where, okay, so one gram of flour is going to have 200 milligrams of THC in it. And then that's how you can, you know, then you can figure out, okay, if I got, you know, these many grams of flour, then that, you know, you can do your math from there. Um, when I use hash, like uh, bubble hash uh, or even dry sift, um, and not, and I'm talking about dry sift before you clean it up, uh, would be at a ratio where I figure about you're dealing with the 50-50. You're going to have probably 50% heads and others and 50% THC when you're dealing with just hash or dry sift. So for every one gram, you're going to get 500 milligrams of THC with those two. Now, when you move to rosin, it's more along the lines of like with the FICO, where it's going to be up around 60 to 80 percent of THC. Um, I know when I wash, I've had several batches tested now, and my hash comes in at um, over 80 percent THC. Um, that's not the case for everybody. Like I saw somebody's temple ball results and that temple ball came in at only 60% THC. Um, but that's because it wasn't made into rosin. It was made from the, the, the hash. And that's why I said that hash you can figure in at 50% and you'll be probably safe with your guesstimate. So rosin, you can figure 60 to 80% if you're doing a good job 
as far as like the one gram will equal 600 to 800 milligrams of THC for every gram you put into something. Um, and that's how that's the math I've always used. It seems to be pretty accurate. Um, you know, without a bunch of lab testing and all that, we can't be scientifically yeah. exact. But my bro yeah. science has worked that way so far. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I mean, sense? I wouldn't even call it bro science, right? Like you're, you're just being consistent within what you, yeah. I, I think just knowing that, like, how would I put it? Partly it's because you know what you're working with, right? Like, you know, the flower yeah. you're working with, you know, it's consistent, you know, the hash you're working with, you know, you know, it's consistent. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone just has to develop that sense of, you know, their own material and, and, and consistently yes. working with it ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like some of those, I think are just broadly good tips, like thinking about, uh, the material working with in these little chunks and just trying to estimate like, okay, if X percent of this chunk is going to be, you know, if this mass is going to be THC, then, you know, roughly this, that, um, but yeah, like you said as well, ultimately no guarantee, uh, without actual testing. Um, but you can, like you're describing, definitely find a process that's consistent for you, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, any, you, you did of course mention the fact that like, again, different kinds of material, you know, uh, flour versus hash versus rosin. Um, any, any other tips there? I think we had someone who was asking about dry sift in particular, like, is there anything, you know, that you could say to that? Or is it, you know, ultimately the same, same question? I would say that uh, if now if you static tech your dry sift, you're going to get a better ratio of THC because you're, you know, pulling out mostly heads. But if you do a dry sift, um, I always go with the 50 50. It's half half. It's going to be one gram is going to have 500 milligrams um, of mm -hmm. THC in it. Is it really easy to, I shouldn't say easy, is it, is there a standard for guessing how much THC is in something? Like I see a, a lot of stuff being like, okay, there's 500 milligrams of THC in here. But with all the strains testing different and having different ratios of stuff, like, how does that work? It's all a guessing game unless it's going to a lab. I mean, it, it really yeah. is. Uh, because you can't, you know, like I said, unless you're getting that flour tested first and then, or you're having that hash tested, you know, then y you don't know. You can only guesstimate based on, you know, what you see in your hand, um, the quality of your flour, the quality of the dry sift, um, you know, it all, it, it, it's just like with hash, the whatever quality goes in is the kind of quality you're going to get out from it shit in shit out as i always say yep yeah 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 and and again i guess it just comes back to having whether or not you have some kind of sense of internal consistency at least like within what you're making and at least then like if someone is buying or consuming your product at least you have some kind of internal measure that you're like using at least your base units are sort of consistent i guess yeah um yep yeah. Okay. Interesting one. Um, 
maybe a tangent off that is uh, how much of a hassle is it to get these things tested as someone who doesn't live in the US and can't do that ever? Like, what's it like to get, you know, products tested? It's, it's, a, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, very, very. Um, I haven't even had a chance to get my edibles to market to be tested yet. Um, I do know when the last thing I was working on was the uh, water soluble drops that we made. And uh, oh my gosh, I had, I think we sent it to testing three different times because you can only have 100 milligrams in the package. So we had to do the whole formula where we knew how much THC was you know, per milligram of the drops. And then we had a 10 milligram package. And so we had to figure out how much we had to mix with water in order to get 100 milligrams into that 10 milligram package. And uh, so we did that and then we had it tested and one of them was off by a little bit and one of them was exactly on like perfect so that's the exact ratio but then the other one so we had to readjust it and send it back and then it tested over so it had to come back and be readjusted and sent back and then it tested at the right level <laughs> that so. sounds fun <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew I was going to have to do so much math. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you much kind of, maths. You're really in, like, uh, chemistry territory, almost m much more so than, like, a regular grower would be, right, in some ways. Because um, like you're both in extracts time. and edibles. And I realized as well that your greatest enemy is chlorophyll in all of it. <laughs> one of the, <laughs> one of your biggest enemies in both sides is chlorophyll. Uh, Definitely. And, you know, the thing is, is that chlorophyll actually does have benefits. It's an anti-inflammatory. I mean, it True. does good things for you. It's just there's certain things like you don't want it in your hash. And, you know, if you don't like the taste of weed, then you're not going to like the taste of chlorophyll. So, Do you make uh, trim smoothies? <laughs> Are you into that? Chuck some fan not... in your salads? Uh, no, because since I don't like the taste of it, what I do do is I make, I juice the leaf and then I freeze dry that juice and I powder Whoa. it up into a capsule. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I have And again, is this to where... get some of that like THCA quote unquote, or like, why would you yes. do this? Why? Because the actual raw cannabis plant is amazing it is so good for you like it's got anti-inflammatory properties it's cancer fighting just 15 raw cannabis leaves a day is enough to fight off any type of cancer and so since what part of why i did the capsules is because like for one you can't always have fresh cannabis leaves around and a lot of people don't have access to cannabis leaves so um and by juicing it, I got it down to where I can juice it and then I freeze it and freeze dry it and powder it down. And I have it down to where I've got 15 leaves into one capsule. Wow. So you can take one of these capsules and freeze drying <laughs> doesn't, uh, it leaves you with 97% of the nutrients of the plant. So it doesn't degrade it like when you uh, dehydrate something or let it dry naturally. 
it doesn't degrade the nutrients in there. And so you're still, it's like taking that raw cannabis still, but it's in a powdered form that you can just pop and take and have anywhere with you any time of the day. You don't have to be harvesting. It doesn't have to be right now. So. Um, there was a time when I would top my plants and just eat tops like immediately, mm -hmm. but it was yeah. a pretty full on experience. Like the flavor is intense. It's so gross. <laughs> it's really gross. You should try the it juice. It was like a weird ritual. <laughs> I made Buckshot try the juice from the juicer and he was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be like drinking <laughs> yeah. wheatgrass. We have a juicer. I'm going to have to try that. That's so wheatgrass. You should. You gotta like try it. So gross. Right. So gross. Probably worse, man. Probably even more intense than that. Oh man. Have you ever drank wheatgrass? Like I've had people give me shots of that before to like. I feel like I have, but not for a long time. It is but, so yeah. foul and, and <laughs> bitter. Like the worst kind of bitter. Like just instant. It triggers my instant gag reflexes. <laughs> People enjoy drinking it, though. It blows my mind. When I've had full leaves, uh, the main thing I think that, that gets me is they often taste very peppery to me. Mm -hmm. um, and that is like quite a full on. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, what was next? So, yeah, another point about oils into capsules. Uh, yeah, that's a great way. Okay, like, um, for example, uh, Electric Ladyland asked about uh, the RSO concentrate, yes. and um, this is a great way to go into that because. Uh, and address his question as well is, in my opinion, uh, when you make the RSO or FICO, whatever you want to call it, um, and you evaporate the alcohol, it then becomes a concentrate. It's not, in my opinion, what I would call a tincture at that point. Um, if it was still in the alcohol, it would be like a tincture. But when you evaporate that off, it concentrates it down. And I will take that RSO and put it into MCT oil and then I put those into capsules because um, for cancer patients, sometimes the, well, for one, the taste of RSO is horrible. <clears throat> it's sticky. Nobody wants to put it in their mouth. I know some people put it on toast or crackers. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, and if you use the concentrate itself too, it's really hard to get it um, into a capsule of its own. And so if you put it into, uh, like I like to use MCT oil, um, and then it can go into a capsule. Just like you could uh, take your rosin pucks after you press your rosin, and you can soak those in MCT oil to extract what's left in there out, and then you can turn those into capsules. And then you have something that you can uh, have a, you know, titrated dosage of. Uh, like with the RSO, I can get them to where there's, I wanna say like 150 milligrams per capsule so that somebody wants to make sure they take a uh, thousand milligrams a day, they can take, you know, they know I'm gonna need to take 10 of these capsules a day. Um, so yeah, uh, that's why I found the capsules to be helpful because a lot of people are used to taking pills anyways, and, uh, they don't mind it. And that way you don't have the taste, uh, or any of the inconvenience of dealing with the actual FICO or RSO itself. Yeah. I think capsules in general are a great way to make it look less scary. Like I, 
even though in a much more amateurish way, you know, make my own oil and occasionally will give them to friends who are not into smoking at all. Uh, but mm -hmm. because, like you said, they're in capsule form, you know, it's a lot less, I don't know, scary or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something they're more comfortable with and accustomed yeah. to, I'm sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they loved it. Yeah, all of them loved it. Um, no, good tip. Uh, anything else about that, capsules? Uh, I don't think so. What's uh, this one? Oh, actually, about... the oh. preservative, a good way, because, okay, oil when you mix stuff in oil you have a tendency you know especially if you're using leaf um you're introducing stuff into the oil that could cause it to go bad faster and so you can choose yeah. to use a preservative you can do this with your gummies as well because gummies have a tendency to go bad quick uh, lorraine candies sells a mold inhibitor um, that you can buy and use that in your product um, it's the same cool. thing they use in all kinds of different things to preserve stuff on the shelf um and then uh if you want to get more on the natural side of things there's a rosemary oil that is a preservative that you can put into the oil before you make the capsules so they'll last longer so you don't have to worry about them going bad if uh you like you make a bunch of oil to start with um it would keep your oil from you know, expiring if you didn't use it within a couple months or something. Uh, and especially if you're using the capsules and you want to do a bunch at a time, you'll know that it's okay. Because if they'll, they turn cloudy in the capsule, you know that's bad. Don't take a cloudy yeah. capsule. <laughs> um, I've seen I've it. I have somebody. About... Yeah, sorry. No, I finished this. Yeah, sorry. I had somebody that messaged me, they weren't my capsules, they had gotten them from a Weed for Warriors donation and they sent me a picture of them and I was like, do not take those. When that oil in those capsules turns cloudy, that means it's expiring and it could, like, botulism could be in there. There could be all kinds of stuff in there because um, you put plant material in it. So I always mm -hmm. caution people that if for whatever reason your oil turns cloudy or your capsules just it's you gotta have to take the loss and not use them i had a question about spoiling because um like i mentioned you know i'll make like a big batch at the start of the year and i'll just chuck it in the fridge um mm -hmm. i really see it go off but is that partly because it's in the fridge um are we, are we talking about products that you know lie around at room temp or no technically something in the fridge could go off you know just as easily no. but maybe take longer the the fridge will keep it preserved longer like uh, yeah. i was that's definitely a great recommendation uh for any cannabis product um to make sure it lasts longer because anything that sits out at room temperature um is going to go bad faster especially those oils so even if you have capsules yeah i tell anybody i give capsules to put them in the fridge you know they'll stay fresher that way and last a lot longer yeah i haven't thankfully haven't seen capsules turn cloudy yet but yeah that doesn't sound no. good <laughs> not ideal no okay um i i don't know did i mention this on the while we were recording i can't remember but uh i know at least before the recording we were talking about how this might just be part one, um, in, a, in a sense of like a series potentially, because, you know, we could obviously ask Peaches to talk 
to us about the various, you know, products that you know, she actually has experience with. But I think oh, today yeah. was mostly about getting some of this foundational stuff um, out. But we did have a kind of like last little section, maybe before we get to some of the community questions on, was it, what was your idea like broadly baking um, and temperature and time with respect to baking features? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, like, cause I've been doing edibles for a long time and before there was a bunch of research, like I remember whenever I baked anything, I would bake it at like, 200 degrees for way longer because I didn't want it to get over a cer certain temperature and uh, now you know everybody's done some more studies and you know you can bake your brownies at 350 in the oven because the actual internal temperature of your brownie doesn't get to 350 degrees um, and so uh, but you have to keep in mind because I see people uh, who will like be frying things in oil, in medicated oil, and the fryer oil's medicated and they're frying in it. And I'm like, okay, that temperature's too high. All that THC has been like <laughs> fried out and converted. You're not gonna actually get high from frying something in the oil. Um, yeah, and makes so, sense. Uh, just the one thing I've learned with baking, though, is that uh, I used to have to bake things at a lower temperature, and now I've found that, you know, you can just bake them at the regular temperature um, for your regular length of time. I do have a tendency, though, like, I don't always buy it when something's over 400 degrees. I have a tendency to turn it down and cook it for longer um, with, you know, certain baked items, but... Uh, uh, I have found that just leaving it at regular temperature is fine. Because it used to take me a long time. I used to do uh, snickerdoodles were one of my favorites to make. And man, it would take like an hour to bake a thing of cookies at a low temp. And it's just funny to see how things have, you know, come for full circle when you've done something for so long. And now there's new information out there. And we used to all be so careful about not getting it too hot. And now I'm like, oh, I'll just put my brownies in at 350. They'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. Very good tip. Um, well, technically, we're kind of out in terms of the, the, the points that you wanted to address, Peaches. But I wonder, just because we've mentioned it quite a few times, and just to give maybe everyone a, a almost like a sneak preview, could you give us an overview of the gummy making process? Just a broad overview? Uh, yeah. Or your um, one, anyway. The recipe, I mean, I have two, because you can make it, you can make rest without gelatin and do it with fruit juice and stuff like that. Those ones are, a little more difficult they take a little more setting up in time uh, my favorite go-to gummy recipe is just with some gelatin jello and glycerin and it's really basic and simple and you can whip it up and have gummies ready like in two hours um, nice yeah uh, that one um, you could go ahead you go sorry um, you could use either oil or um, alcohol or glycerin with it. Um, I, I will post, like, if we want to start a thread, I'll post the actual recipe up um, for everybody with the ratios. 
Um, but I just use a one, it's a small box of Jello and uh, two packs of gelatin and then your carrier oil. And then I like to use the mold inhibitor because gummies will mold quickly. Um, and you just heat it up on the stove, melt it all, and you pour it into the molds and let it set and chill them. And then you keep them in the fridge and they're, like I said, in like two hours you got gummies ready to eat. Jeez, okay. I thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was way more drawn out a process than that. So essentially it's, a, assuming you have your oil or your glycerin, mm-hmm. um, it's just a matter of mixing it together and putting in the molds. Is that right? Yeah, the, like, yes. The process you're thinking of is the one where you like, if you're going to use instead of gel, like, because some people don't want to use gelatin um, or jello. So you can use um, the pectin. uh, Right. You can use agar. um, Yes, I was going to say that too. Yeah, agar. Those are two different options. And yeah, because somebody had a question about pectin and it being having containing pesticides, which uh, is a you know excellent point i do know that they do offer a certified organic apple pectin um, and then the agar is another option if you want to avoid that stuff but that process is more drawn out that's when you use the fruit juice and you gotta warm that up and then your carrier goes in and you gotta you know add your pectin or whatever you're using and cook it and do it and then those ones usually have to yeah they sit out and like they have to dry it's a whole process. Those ones have to be sugared. Um, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, I assume that people are staying away from gelatin because they don't like the fact that it's from what horse hooves or horse hooves. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> or or uh, uh, there's one other thing though is castorium. You can use that. You know what that is? What's that? Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Castorium? Oh. Are you familiar with this? Mm-mm. No. It is it is in a lot of like gummy worms and stuff like that. It is the um, it's something extracted from the anal gland of a beaver. Oh yeah, that's where they get raspberry extract. Hell from. yeah! There you go. Yeah. There you go. I've Everybody seen, eat uh, beaver yeah. assholes. Yep, from beaver ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting to say that. That is one. awesome. Yeah, I wanted that to is awesome. That. I mean, I kind of find this stuff fascinating because like. So many things come from super strange places. Like, you know, those like, uh, there's that particular, is it the red color that they get from the shell of a particular like beetle or something? And they've crushed them up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of remember. Yeah, this stuff fascinates me, honestly. Thorium, um, buddy. Look before you eat. <laughs> beaver butt. Beaver butthole. Okay. And it's like the anal gland, too, on top of all that. Oh, the it's gland, like, even. That's awesome. Yeah. Even extraction better. from the gland. <laughs> Well, it might be a good time for us to get to some of those community questions. I think we we addressed some, um, but there are a few more. Uh, I will say that these questions also cover some extract stuff because, you know, um, Peaches is our resident extracts and edibles person. So 
Okay, I'll just start from the top. We had one from Herbs SD on gummies. I don't know if we covered this already. Is there an easy way to turn rosin into gummies? What's the best fat or oil to use? Any trick in getting them not to separate? Yeah. Uh, well, I would get sunflower lectins, and that'll be your first thing to make them not separate. Um, the other key when you're going to use oil is doing the stacking method. So you're not like, so you can use a half a cup of oil instead of a cup because the less oil you use, the better. Um, so if you can stack that batch so you get more into it, then you're going to be better off. Um, I find that the gelatin gummy recipe works better with the oil um, than the other one does, in my opinion. And uh, you just, you need an emulsifier to make it work. Yep. Nice. LSD, do you find different cultivars give different effects in the edibles? I assume yes, right? But Yes, definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah, that's um, going to be one of those ones again where it's like super complex and yeah, you never really know, I guess, until you try it. Well, yeah, and it's, you know, it's really hard to always have one cultivar in a certain specific edible because you'd have to grow so much of that specific <laughs> one, you know, so it, it's yeah. kind of hard in that sense, unless, you know, you've got, like I have before, like I said, made a batch of tincture from all strawberry banana, and I can tell you that batch of tincture smelled just like the flower. It was quite amazing. That's was that Matt? Say that again. Is it that that's cool that it actually tastes? Yeah. Like yeah, I want some now. I want some blue. I want some blue edibles. Get on to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I want to try that. That sounds awesome. Um, kind of closely related. I want to know why edibles are hit or miss for some people, like why they work sometimes and and sometimes not. It's. I mean, do you think this is partly cultivar related? peaches or is there something else you think um well i would say the first thing would be the decarboxylation because some people don't know about that so it's possible sure. that someone has gotten edibles that weren't decart oh my god um, mm -hmm. now if they're from the same source and you know they worked that yesterday today they didn't seem to work the same uh there's a couple of factors uh the time that you ate them uh, if you have a mm -hmm. full stomach, it's yep. going to take longer for you to process that through your system. Whereas if you eat it on an empty stomach, it'll hit you faster. Um, your metabolism plays a role. Some people, you're going to fill it in 30 minutes. Other people, it's going to take two hours. Um, the other thing I always tell is sometimes people's math is off. What they think is 500 milligrams is not. So it's possible that you just got a low dose edible and you're used to it. Um, then there is the whole fact where cannabis is totally metabolized in the liver and it's done, uh, it's called the microsomal cytochrome. And that is what helps, that makes you get high. Um, it delivers it to your blood system. So some people have <clears throat> a gene variant in that, uh, specific CYP2C9 receptor, and it doesn't allow them to get high. It doesn't process the cannabis into their system. 
so they don't get high from it. So just to clarify, you mean when they eat it, right? Um, but yes. they would, these people will still get high from smoking it. Yeah. Yes, because that's a different effect. Yeah, that's right. Cool. And then there are I mean, whole other thing yeah. uh, is, no, so we all have cannabinoid receptors, so we can use cannabis. That's why it works on us. Um, some of us have 10,000 receptors. Some of us have 100. So when you eat the cannabis, if you have 100, then your system's going to get flooded because you only have so many. But if you've got 10,000 receptors, that same amount of cannabis is not going to work the same on you as it does with someone with 100 receptors. So that's one of the other facts besides that liver enzyme that plays a role as well as when you eat it and all that factor, um, whether it's decarbed, I think that's all the factors that would go into why it would or wouldn't work. Very nice. It's yeah, it's it's kind of as complex, maybe arguably more complex because there are more layers um, uh, as the question of like why some cultivar might get someone high and someone not or, you know, why it affects someone differently. There's so many variables here um, mm -hmm. down to the process, down to the flower itself, down to our bodies, you know. So, yeah, very similar, I think. Um, okay. Well, what's next? Next question would have been. Um, this one's about washing. And I wonder if actually I might just direct them to checking out your, the first episode we did with you. Um, this is from Bla, Blaza. <laughs> uh, newbie intro to washing kit. Uh, someone's more wanting to learn to wash. Uh, do Do we cover this in the first episode? I can't even really remember. I'm sure we did. I don't know. His thing was about like essential equipment, right? Um, I would say just to touch quickly, your essential equipment to wash at home would be you need bags, um, at least five gallon buckets, um, something to hold ice, you're going to need scoops, something to wash with. That's your basic, something to dry on, you want some screens. Um, I think that would be. Um, oh, a sprayer for spraying down your bags. Yeah, that you've mentioned that before. Yeah, that's a good I one. I think that would be your like main essentials. And then uh, as far as like if uh, I think he asked about with edibles too, um, some of the main things I use regularly is the double boiler, uh, my convection oven, my other oven before I had the convection oven, uh, thermometer strainers, um, my nut milk bags, and a scale. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I think we covered Mountain Flowers Hemp's question, which was on uh, pectin, yeah, and gummies. Good. Mm -hmm. Pretty then... good. Ew, I got to add that in. He has really good what was that? He has really oh. good hemp, Mountain Flowers. Very good. Very good. Uh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. I did not know. Um, we got Electric Ladyland. Yep, you covered that question. Mm -hmm. And even, I think, uh, Zaza Papa, i.e. in the wind. Uh, how hard is it to have a repeatable product? Yeah, we covered this. It's kind of about uniformity again as well. Um, 
Yep. And we did talk about being consistent with your process and some of your measurements, but ultimately it does come down to testing and that's the only thing that can give you an absolute guarantee. But otherwise, yeah, Peters did cover what, what she tries to do to ensure consistency. Yep. Um, those are the questions that we've got. Did you get um, sub robs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for reminding he me. He had a very detailed pull it up. Yeah. He did. Let me read it out. Okay. Mr. Subrob asks, if using keef for baking, do I just melt butter and stir in keef? And will it spread evenly throughout baked goods that way? How much per stick of butter? Um yeah. Okay, so yes, you can put keef into butter, but you're going to want to decarboxylate it first. Um, and you, it's going to be spicy. The thing about keef is it is spicy, spicy? when you eat it. Yeah. What? When you use it to make edibles, it, it's spicy. It, wow. I've made edibles with keef that are almost, almost hard to eat. Can you explain? Spicy. I don't get this one. Like, how is it different from, you know, other extracts? It's just heads, right, and stuff. Why is it different? I think, I think it's. Just, I, I'm not positive. I, you know, I haven't researched it very much, but there's definitely something about, because like, to me, the rosin, is kind of spicy, but not as spicy. And I think maybe it's because it's been processed and squashed out. Um, me, it helps hold back maybe some of that material that you're getting in there because like with keef um you still got you know the stalks and others in there when you make keef it's just it happens that's why i said your ratio is about 50 50 for <clears throat> thc to the keef ratio so um i think with rosin when you press it that stuff gets trapped in the bag and so you don't like to me rosin edibles taste more like rosin um than they and hash than they do weed uh -huh. where yep. keef to me doesn't taste like weed but it tastes spicy and like you said when you ate the so weed plant the top of the weed plant it tastes spicy to you so i'm assuming yep. Yep. maybe it's in the stock of the THC head, you know, like how you you want to separate the head, but you have the stock. So in my opinion, maybe that stock is what is spicy. And that's, that's cool. I mean, keef is, but rosin isn't. Probably another good prompt for people to chime in in the comments. Uh, if you've if yeah. you've experienced this, let us know more data. Um, yeah, I find that really interesting. Um, and as far as the amount you would put into that butter, it would be on how much, how strong do you want your brownies to be? And it, and it will, once you melt it in there, it'll disperse evenly. You just want to mix it in really good. Um, <clears throat> but it would depend on how strong. Now, I would do the math that I have one gram of keef, and that's going to be 500 milligrams of THC. So let's say you're doing a brownie batch. Most brownies have nine in the pan. If you want, you know, each brownie to have 500 milligrams, well, then you're going to have to add, you know, nine grams of keef to that butter to make that brownie have that much. If I'm it's, doing my math correctly. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Better than mine. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I 
I'm sure somebody will point it out to me if I'm wrong. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, those are all the questions we've got. But I, because, okay, by the time this episode comes out, I think it's going to be January or something. But when we're recording this, it's the 20th, well, 21st, no, 19th for you guys, 20th of December for me. And probably going to be the last recording for the year, I think, Matt. So I kind of wanted to take the opportunity to ask uh, Peaches what what she has in store for 2024, just for fun. Um, well, uh, I'm going peach crazy on the hill this year, that's for sure. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I love it. I know that um, was a big chase for you. It was. It's been like five years now that I've been actually searching, and so finding it is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be definitely trying some breeding this year um, with that peach, you know, and yeah. um, Ooh. That, that I have some some plans that I want to try. And um, and I'm hoping that this year they I just got a message from my boss up there talking to me about moving up a trailer because they're ready to start ramping up full time, um, which means I'll be working up there five days a week. And so, um, we'll see. I, I have my finger crossed that all goes through and works out and um, it'll be all worth the while that I've spent the Sorry, last few years. Sorry, you cut out a little bit. Can you? I think you're cutting out, dude. She's, she didn't, you didn't shoot out. Oh, it's me? Okay, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. So yeah, hopefully that goes through. Um, we have an investor lined up that's supposed to bring a good amount of money to the table. And if so, then that means a regular paycheck for me on paper and it'll be a whole different world. That would be nice, nice, right? I hope it goes through. I, I truly do. Me too. It's been a long road. Yeah, fingers crossed. It. Thanks. You make me proud. <laughs> Thank you. I try. You definitely do. You definitely do. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's more or less us for for today, for this one, for the year, I think. Um, Peaches, like I mentioned earlier, uh, may well come back for uh, the next Outdoor Growing episode, so stay tuned for that whenever that happens. Um, and that's kind of it for me, really. Uh, anything from either of you? Shout out twice or anything else to add to this 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 episode? Uh, no, just, just at the end. I was just gonna say if yeah. anybody has any questions, uh, they want recipes or stuff, we can either start a thread or message me. I'm you know, come check it out on Discord. I give away a lot of information on there to people, help you guys make your medicine. Um, so come join the Discord. I'll help you yeah. out and hook you up with some tips. Where it goes down. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do you have anything to Yeah. I, not really. Uh, apart from, um, you know, best wishes to everyone over the New Year break. Again, by the time you see this, uh, that would have passed already. But hope you have had a happy holiday. Um, and otherwise, we are on the cusp of hitting 10,000 subs, which is pretty cool. Wow, Matt and I right? have a small wager uh, about when <laughs> that will happen. I think Matt. I'm saying, saying that it will happen. January. When? When was it, Matt? You go. January, beginning of January. I said specifically so beginning. 
ambitious. I feel like you've made it even more ambitious now. I thought you I thought you were saying it was like mid-gen. Now you're saying it's the start no. of Jan. Okay. Beginning of <laughs> January, bro. We are hitting 10,000. And if we don't, I'm stopping the show and nobody gets yeah, a show. Yeah, we just quit. This is <laughs> over. Quit. Everything just ends. Yeah. Damn them all. We don't need it. So. Yeah, it's all or nothing, guys. Um, no, you guys better do it. Or, or no get, more show. Essentially, is where it's going. Step up. Server's going down. Just... Yep. close it you know we're, it. we're all quitting weeds never gonna smoke again <laughs> exactly yeah, that's it done done <laughs> i'll get a new career teaching kids i'll teach kids how do you like that go back to my old job math or english mm, history or history <laughs> weed history oh god you go back history. to special ed that's where i really belong so that's where i need to be hey that's man that that's doing God's work. I don't know. That's it, uh, it was hard. It was definitely challenging, but it, it was never challenging really because of the students. It was always challenging because of the parents. I will say that. I love the kids. Absolutely love them. Respect. All right, Matt, hand it over to you to, to sign us off. All right. Well, um, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to leave some comments below. I try to respond to everyone, but I definitely read every single comment that comes through, as I'm pretty sure Thousand does too. We yeah. both are uh, big on reading the comments and responding. Um, what else do we got? So by the time this comes out, the Jeezel drop should have happened. The Jeezel Femme hybrids and S1s, uh, riotseeds.com. We also have the Blue Dream S1s out and a few of the hybrids, but there's going to be a lot more coming with the Blue Dream ones. Uh, from Goat Farm. So check the site for that. Um, we have some of the Silver Mountains from High and Lonesome, the Silver Pearl Appalachia. Insane, insane stuff. Um, you can get our spray at the site. Um, also check out Gert by Seeds for Australian carrying um, of, of the Breeder Syndicate stuff, which includes all of us. Um, there's also, who do we have? Lifted Seeds uh, in the U.S. as well. He's a good friend of ours carrying all of our stuff. And we have Riot Seed Co. Europe for our European fans for the Riot Seed stuff. And hopefully we can get them some stuff over from the rest of the syndicate as well. Um, and I think... Oh, there's a codex. Go check out our codex. I need to add some more to it. And hopefully over the Christmas vacation, I'm going to have time. So that'll be uh, yeah. another fun adventure. Maybe we could do a, a little episode on whatever you end up uh, updating yeah, as well. Yeah, that's a good even idea. Just a, even just a roundup. Uh, you know, of, of, of the changes you've made or new information you've gotten. I think um, also going through it, like one by one on the screen with it on and like going through yeah. and talking about things that maybe I don't even add on there because they're too controversial, but that I'd like to add, you know, things like that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. It would even, I could even see that being like a live stream kind of vibe too. Um, oh, yeah. If we wanted to. Yeah, I have a I have a bad habit of like deleting my live streams after for whatever reason. I just get I don't like what I do. I don't like what I it's not here. Yeah, I I'm you know how I am with editing myself. Like even when I'm editing, like there was a long period of time where I just cut out everything I said. It's just one of those things. I know the vibe. I understand. Yeah. I was actually gonna say that though even those uh, Instagram lives that you do, those would you could just slap those on YouTube and you know, people would probably yeah, I enjoy it. I just never still. see them. Stuff. Hey, now you can use StreamYard for it too. So that's right, you know, and uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. I should be using StreamYard for the live feed, shouldn't I? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, this okay. is, we're yeah, yeah, into, yeah. Like backstage stuff. Um, yeah, but this is anyway. Cool that's the end of the episode. Well. 
it's the end of the episode. Screw it. And thank you so much, Peaches, for uh, sitting with us. We always enjoy your company and your, your fountain of knowledge when it comes to extracts, food, like edibles, everything. So we really appreciate you and appreciate your time. And I hope you and Buck have a happy holidays. Yeah, thank thanks, you. Peaches. I appreciate you. Have a happy you. holiday, too. I appreciate All right. you guys. Well, with that, go check out the Patreon and the Discord. If you want to be a part of the Discord, got to go through the Patreon. And uh, it's very cheap, very affordable. We're keeping it that way for now. So, yep. And I think that will be it. Thousand. That's us. You also have a happy holidays. And I'll make sure with my atheist ass to not open a present. With that, <laughs> love y'all. Cheers. See you next year-ish. Peace. Want to sit at the table with the syndicate? Check out our Patreon and our link tree or description below. Our merch site is officially live. We have all sorts of shirts, hoodies, and goodies to sort you out, and shipping is super fast, and most importantly, the quality is top-notch. I've been saving old designs for years for this purpose, so please check it out, syndicategear.com. We also have an underground syndicate discord where we get together and solve old strain history together daily. It's an amazing community of learning away from IG, and it's an amazing resource for old catalogs and knowledge. We hope you join our union of breeders and growers. Come check it out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.